My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about introversion as an invitation for impact and income. I've got Coach Jacqueline Shalas here. That's uh, She guides introverted BIPOC women to get seen, heard, and respected by embracing their awesome, which of course was a lovely topic uh, to hear. I think it's a super important topic and one that's been uh, increasing in its visibility in recent years. Um, you have books coming out about introversion and the power of introverts in a, in a very busy world that, as Jacqueline and I were talking about before the show, has seemed to be socially dominated, so to speak, by the more extroverted, you know, the bigger personalities. And there's, you know, there's all kinds of reasons for that, all kinds of patterning that has, has created that over the last couple of centuries or last several centuries. Um, but now we're coming into a time of not only awakening the, the feminine wisdom within our society, but also that introverted wisdom. So Jacqueline has a lot to say about this, and I'm excited to talk to her, talk to her today. <laughs> How are you, Jacqueline? I am excited. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Awesome. Introvert to introvert. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I always say, I'm, I don't know if it's extroverted, introvert, introverted, extrovert, or ambivert. I'm not really sure, but I'm one, one of those three things. So yes, we will dig into it for sure. So first, uh, I just want to know what, what you do as a coach that guides specifically introverted BIPOC women to get seen, heard, because there, there's, there are different challenges for all of us. So, so can you share a little bit about the kind of clients you help and, and what it is you would be working on with them? Oh, absolutely. Um, a lot of the things that you read about and you hear and you see along the lines of research for introverts, much of it is very broad strokes, very, um, very very male dominated, honestly. Um, and we have some small pockets where there is a bit of teasing out of the nuances for women and how our reserved or quiet um, or reflective nature can be um, misinterpreted as being submissive or as being someone who's checked out. And all of that's untrue. But when you're in a workplace or even as an entrepreneur, having someone to misinterpret your natural processing leads to this whole other thing where you're missing out on opportunities, you're overlooked, or in the case of, of what I call intersectional introverts, um, so introverted women of color, now these same traits are being given completely different um, qualities. So for example, introverted Black women seem to have the biggest brunt of this kind of misinterpretation, um, where someone who is quiet and is quietly working on a project if they are male, and it's pretty consistent whether they are white male or men of color, this is seen as them being very serious about their work. They're focused, you know, they're ambitious, they're, they're, they're on it. For introverted white females, this is still seen as, okay, they're on it, but we can, we can pop in, like we can interrupt them like just real quick, but don't do it too much. 
for introverted Black women, this very same trait is seen as being um, more aggressive. It's seen mm. as being aloof. It's mm -hmm. seen as you're you're putting people off and you're making people uncomfortable. Um, these are completely different yeah, <laughs> perspectives. Yeah, mm -hmm. And so the domino effect of that is quite different. And so with my work around guiding introverted women and specifically centering the experiences of introverted women of color, it's teasing out those nuances where, yes, you absolutely need to honor your introversion, regardless of these other intersectional identities. And we're not even looking at like ability and language and all of that plays a factor as well. Um, but as you're honoring, you also need to be aware of how certain actions and certain ways you will be perceived. How do you counter that? What do you do to shore up your own energy, your own perspective, your own personal leadership in a way that even if you are being misinterpreted, even if you are being misunderstood, that doesn't become the reason why you self-select out of opportunities or why you allow yourself to stay in environments that don't value you when you can be in a place that you can thrive while honoring your introversion. So it becomes a, a much more holistic, much more um, really spiritually rooted <laughs> experience um, that it is manifest through communication and through leadership, but it's really about honoring who you are in total truth and then allowing what you do and who you are to be a reflection of that. I love that. That is, yeah, that is so very important. And and my gears were turning while you were talking. I'm like, yeah, that's something I would describe in a different way, but exactly the same issue that when when women are you know introverted women or spiritually sensitive women um women like myself and probably sure yourself as well like when yeah when we're in situations and we are so self-aware and a lot of times introverted people are a, more self-aware um you yes. start to realize well maybe yeah maybe i don't have the opportunities because this person isn't going to understand me or this person doesn't like me or doesn't understand why i don't need to chit chat you know for no reason for you know hours at a time right. And, and there is this really super powerful perspective that we can kind of nurture in ourselves to understand, to almost have a healthy dissociation from that. And that's what I call it anyway. Like I understand yeah. that's happening and I'm gonna show up anyway as if it's not yes. and just stay confident. Don't let that define my actions. And so that's where that intuition kicks in and says, yeah, I see you mind. You're worried about all this. You're trying to figure this yeah. out or the fears that that keep us stuck will come in. Okay, well, we're gonna be limited. But yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that came up is, um, I've been told the same thing that uh, that I've been intimidating. And to people that don't know me at all, like anybody that knows me, they're like, really? But That's yeah, like, I guess- with Intimidating? <laughs> Are you sure you're using the correct word? Right. <laughs> Interesting, like, maybe? Intriguing? intimidating <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like do I have resting bitch face and I don't know it because I'm just like I'm just here you know and and trying so hard well I, I really want you to understand that I I do like you so you know there's that whole right. people pleasing thing that pops up on the other side of that yeah. but yeah it's so important to to instill that in in people and I can imagine for women of color there's like you said there's that extra layer of misunderstanding and, and whether it comes yeah. from their fellow women of color or men of color or, or people that are of other races that don't understand, um, it, is, it is different. And I, I think it's so important to talk about this now as the world is, is shifting and there's a lot more 
um, just there's a lot more blending. And I think there's all these hiccups and all these like speed bumps that that we're hitting as a as a human race. But these are the kind of nuanced little details that we need to talk about. So so what brought you to this work? I mean, obviously, you're an introverted woman of color. But what else like called you into this specifically? I mean, this really specific area was is fairly new. Um, I kind of got on a tirade of sorts because my my background is in personal leadership and communication training. I've been doing that for decades. And my clients were having the same conversations where it was coming up, uh, there are these opportunities and they're being told like to their face, I'm not promoting you because I don't know what you're thinking. And I don't know if I can trust you to be in a leadership position. Um, and these conversations were not happening with their counterparts. It's like, okay, well, this is a lot of people having the same experience. So you started asking colleagues, seeing what was going on with them, similar situations. And of course the social scientist in me is, okay, well, let's see what the data says. There's gotta be like some rationale. Um, and there's nothing, <laughs> there is literally nothing um, about this nuanced experience. And so that kicked off this whole thing um, where one, my coaching started focusing more on that. And I also created a research arm of my company so we can quantify these experiences. So I founded the National Center for Intersectional Studies specifically to look at how, inter how introversion is its own identity. It's its own intersectional identity and it plays in nuances everything else. Um, so all of these other identities that we have, um, this is one more, <laughs> this yeah. is one more layer. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so that's how it, I mean, that's really how it began. I was just righteously indignant about how many women were telling the same atrocious stories of how they were being penalized for not wanting to have water cooler talk and mm -hmm. literally having that to be a justification for lower performance reviews for not getting raises and that sort of thing is the exact domino that we see for much more um, clear research around pay inequity, around career, um, your career advancement being stalled um, for women of color, for the amount of retirement money, like all of these things that are very well documented, are very well known that are these other things when race and gender, um, ethnicity, when all of these get in, that introversion piece is a domino that starts some of that. Um, and I had no idea. Like I, I am of that demographic. I am introverted, very much so. I am a woman. I am a black woman, um, and I had no idea of how extensive this experience has been. So we've interviewed about 150 um, introverts, documenting their experiences and quantifying this. And as we're looking at the research, like oh my lord, like there's there are some very clear trends, and it's. And on the one hand, it's great to see. <laughs> like there's, we're, we're seeing that there, there's some consistency. And so it gives a bit of relief to the women in, in particular that we're having these conversations with. But even when we're going into companies and we're talking about looking at how leaders are selected, what you are taking into consideration and how so much talent is being wasted and lost, especially in this great resignation kind of shift of things because this preconceived notion that if you are reserved or if you need that extra time to process, you are somehow not worthy of leading others. You're not worthy of these additional opportunities, despite what you're actually doing. 
and your mm -hmm. qualifications and how you are showing up. Uh, that aside, you're not loud and you're not flamboyant. So eh, I don't know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's that's been a sadly consistent story well you know that that also kind of calls uh, attention to the the people pleasing aspect of things that when when strong introverts are not people pleasers you know they're they're busy uh, on their work they're busy getting things done and yet you know someone over there is maybe uh, you know needing a little like coddling maybe or like yes. they need to make <laughs> sure everything's okay so please talk to me or please smile at me um you know i think as we really address the spiritual um need for for many of us to stop that people pleasing because it's it's dishonest right it's you know if we're not truly feeling it and we're doing it to get some kind of result or to stay safe in our situation then it's really like i used to think we're just walking around with with masks on you know people aren't really being who they are and of course socially we have to you know have politeness and, and things like that but right. there's certain expectations that go above and beyond that and i think right. you're calling attention to something really interesting there that that's something that that does um, happen to those of us that are people pleasers and then we stop and we realize oh like pe people do start stop relating to us in the same ways and that's something yes. we have to let go of, like making everyone else feel safe all the time. Oh, absolutely. And it's been interesting for women who either are CEOs or they're executives in a variety of companies, seeing how much they've sacrificed of themselves and having to go through this journey where now they have to figure out who they are because for so long in order to progress in their career and to have the financial stability that they want, they play the, the extrovert game because mm -hmm. to not do so, now it's not only a matter of you not getting the advancements that you need, it's also a matter of you potentially having the door closed to others that would represent your demographic. So are other women going to be prevented from getting into this role because you're not deemed you know, engaging enough or loud enough? Is someone else of color going to be prevented from making these advancements? Because we had that one lady and she was not loud, like we expected her to be. And so now we're not sure You know that that's another consideration. And especially for, um, for those who have different mobility and ability challenges, that becomes a huge factor. Um, and another one of those intersections where even if you're introverted, and this is across the board for males and females, there is such an honest to be as seen and as loud and as engaging as possible because there is such a small window of those with disabilities who are employed, period. Mm -hmm. And if you mess it up, you're messing it up for this whole breadth of people. So even if it means sacrificing yourself, you've just got to do what you've got to do because you don't want to be the one to cause the door to close there's so many things that are wrong <laughs> with having to have that mindset and yes. having to navigate in that space of survival that these are the things that are going on and as introverts it's all the more because we'll ruminate and we'll think about all of the ways anything is going to go wrong and like how can all of the scenarios like the whole doom spiral <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That whole thing. <laughs> For weeks and months later, we're still thinking about this, this 
uh, pressure. It's like, this didn't even happen. (laughs) It was a completely different outcome. And we're still ruminating over what could have happened. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also the, the kind of, you know, putting on the face and doing the extrovert thing. That's so draining. And then personal wise, personal life, you just go home and hide under a blanket all the time and have to recharge constantly. So it definitely can take a toll on, on one's overall well-being and and kind of abundance Mm -hmm. in life. So all things to consider. And it's, it's wonderful to hear that you're doing this for those who are striving to be more authentic, which includes being showing up as the introvert that you are and who cares what think, what anybody thinks about it, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And, And you mentioned that you, you've been on a spiritual journey and I want to turn it kind of toward that spiritual conversation um that that does go along with not all introverts or would identify as spiritual but a lot of women especially I, I, that i've met um that's a big part of it for them like looking within whatever that means yes. to them um so your spiritual journey began in childhood and it continues today can you share what that's like for you as as not only an introvert but just with the work you do getting out there in the world and then having to come in and sort of nurture yourself from within with your spirituality Oh, absolutely. It's always been an interesting experience for me. I was a a very off-center child. Um, I knew when I was five, I wanted to be a New York Times bestselling author. That was my aspiration. Like that's, (laughs) now, mind you, there's no one who's like, we read, but no one's, no one's looking at the New York Times. <laughs> no, it's, we're, we're like lower working class um, in Dallas and Dallas, Texas. There's, there's nothing pointing to me having those aspirations, but I was very clear. It's very clear that I was going to do that. I was going to be on stages speaking in front of thousands of people and I was going to travel the world. And so my four, five, six-year-old mind knew that this, this is what I'm divinely called to do. So I need to read about cultures. I need to know where the countries are. Like I said, so this was my life. Um, the other side of that is that reflective piece of me. I'm also very clear that I am so happy just being in a corner, immersed reading dictionaries and encyclopedias, like preparing <laughs> for you know when I grow up. Um, but the other side of that is this whole notion of everyone around me. Most of my family is extroverted, um, like just on both sides. Most of my family is extroverted. And even beyond that, there is always this idea where I'll, okay, if you're going to do all of this, then you can't just be quiet. Like you just can't be in the corner. Either you're going to be this successful person or you're going to be the quiet person in the corner. You can't be both. And my truth is I absolutely can't be both because that's what God said. <laughs> like that's, that's my thing. Now imagine a seven-year-old literally telling you this. Um, that's my life. So it. the, the, Holding these two things in dynamic tension has always been a factor for me and recognizing that both are true, but not understanding like how to make both of those true. I didn't have the language to know that that the way that I am is introverted. I just knew this is how I operate. Um, I didn't know like being a motivational speaker was a thing. I just knew this is who I am. And so much of my, my life from those early single digits onward has been on that trajectory of making these two things like equal and just trying to figure out the how in between. And there was a, just a small little detour on this. In high school, I had the opportunity to play around with 
like how are these two things like true? I was recruited to go to a new school for a debate program and didn't know anyone, like no one. Uh, the coach that recruited me, I saw her like maybe once a month, she hound me to come to the school. So I finally agreed and I decided since I have this blank check, nobody knows me, I don't know anyone. What if I was just that person? Like if I'm supposed to be on these big stages talking to all of these people, what would that person do? It's like, well, that person would be on stages. So I guess I need to audition to be the lead of the school play, which I would never do on my own. It's like, okay, let me do that. Building Let's your resume. Right. <laughs> but, right. Let me, let me try this out. You know, if I'm going to be a published author, then I guess I need people to read what I write. So let me submit my work for publication. And I, I did. Um, I was a published author very early on. So these are things where I didn't know how it was going to work. It was completely an experiment. It's like, oh, okay, well, let's see how this goes. But as I began to do that, honoring my introspection, honoring my reflection, honoring my need to energize and also doing these things where I am in front of people and I am being seen, I am being heard, that gave me kind of the playground to, to kind of play around with this. And that framework is literally what I guide people through today. When I'm going into these Fortune 100 companies, I'm, I'm doing the high school thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally doing this is what worked way back then because it was simply a matter of recognizing two things. One, who you are is true. What the issue becomes is all of the ways that we try to make ourselves into something else, either to suit other people or to avoid the grandness of who we are, because that can be very scary uh, mm -hmm. for us introverts, especially. So that's the one thing. And the other piece is recognizing that our introversion is the path to that success. It's not us overcoming it or bypassing it or making it something else. That is the way like that that steadfastness that rootedness that ability to connect that is the way that you get to your success in all of the ways that you're called to be successful so that's how it all started like it literally started from that and i'm still i'm still benefiting from that experiment <laughs> I'm i still, love that everything in my life that's good and perfect and wonderful started there that's wonderful. And that is that is how, you know, as children, we are taught by our invisible teachers, right? There's this guiding force that's just, yeah, telling us exactly who we are and exactly to stay on that. Some of us, like yourself, stay on that from childhood. And I'm sure you've got your places you've veered off and gone yeah. back. I know for me, mm -hmm. it was very, very strong. Very squiggly. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. Very it? squiggly path. <laughs> <laughs> but I know for me, it was like, it was so strong before school age and before the death of a family member. And then it was like, okay, going to school, dealing with grief, let's, I got to just fit in here and forgetting all of that. So there are things that happen that knock us off all the time. But I think it's true for anyone, whether you follow it as a child or you come back to it later, it's this truth that you've always known. So I think that's a really cool example of, of just sticking to that and continuing to go back and remember, yeah. oh yeah, that's right. I just follow that inner voice. I follow that intuition about what I need to do and how what I'm here to do and my mission and all is well, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I said, the, the path will be squiggly. As yes. long as you're going towards the right direction, like you're, you're on trend towards it, 
it's okay if you are veering off to the left or the right, or you're going back a little in order to go forward. That's part of the process. That's part of the things you need to pick up along the way um, so that you're ready for that next step. You're ready for that next piece and you're ready for that next person that you showing up is here to bless. Like you existing is a blessing. It's a lesson to other people. That's what embracing your awesome is all about. Yes, absolutely. You are speaking my language. I love that. <laughs> I do. I do. And and so you you mentioned that, you know, as as with all of us that are here to help, we have our own challenges that we face too. So we help a lot of people. And yet there's these things that come in. So for you, you 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 mentioned trusting your humanity over your divinity. And and I think that's that's very common for a lot of us, even those who are really, really into the intuitive development and spiritual development world, this kind of like intellect coming in or this this fear to stay, you know, stay safe and, and don't don't put yourself too far out there. So can you share how that shows up for you, maybe even most recently? this kind of tendency yes. to go with the facts and the evidence more than your your own internal guidance system. Right. Oh, the challenge is always like I I know this is the right step, but I don't want to do this. Like this is this is going to make me miserable. And with with one very big life change that I'm facing now, I know with absolute certainty that is my next step. But that next step means imploding my life. Mm. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> so how about I do something else? Like it'll still be great. It'll still be I'll, I'll, helpful and useful, but I don't need to implode my life. Do I? I don't really need to do that. And of course, if that's what I'm being guided to do, that's the step that I need to do. Um, and for me, it's always that challenge when I see I have to let go of something in order to receive something greater. I know that in my head. I know that. I have so much evidence of when I let go of something I thought was great, something so much more amazing showed up, but it's just the unclenching of my hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the unclenching that's just like, are you sure I can't just hold on to this a little longer? Mm -hmm. I can't be, hold on to, can I, can I just loosen my hand a little and then you take it out and then just put whatever else is there. I, like, I don't have to actually open my hand. I can yes. just like loosen it. Um, yes. These are the games that <laughs> even now um, that I still, as I'm on that path, like everyone else, that, that piece where I know with certainty the divine and I know intellectually what to do, but I'm still a person and I don't want to deal with the human parts. Yep. I don't want to deal with the human stuff. <laughs> yes, because when we're in the upper chakras, as I would say, it's it's much more inspiring there and, and much more yeah. interesting. And then we get into oh. those lower chakras with all the survival stuff and all the relational stuff and self-esteem stuff. And there's all, yeah, there's a lot of battlegrounds down there. So that makes oh, total yeah. sense. Yeah. And, and definitely uh, something that came up as you were talking is perhaps the, the, the fear of letting go for a lot of us is, you know, there's a liberation in the letting go, but it's when, like you said, nothing else is there yet. That open hand where it's yeah. just empty. Um, oh. I think the the empty spots are, are what scares most of us in those times, because even like you said, you know, you've done this a gajillion times and that something else is going to come in. It's like, oh God, but I don't want that discomfort of not knowing. <laughs> right. It's like when you jump in the air, like you're, you're literally in the air and 
you're hoping and you're trusting that the ground is there, but it's quite possible that once you land, the ground will just not support you and you'll keep going. You just don't know. And when you're in the air, <laughs> there's there's no way for you to like make ground appear or to know ahead of time if you're going to like completely miss it. You just kind of have to trust in that. Oh, God. Oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> such a feast. It is. It is. It's, it's a journey. It's an epic journey. And um, as, as usual, I pulled a few cards for you, if you don't mind me sharing that with you now yeah. to see if this yeah, might absolutely. be a little helpful in this situation. So this is definitely temporary and a, a detoxing process. So um, mm. if you think about kind of a symbolic sweat lodge of, of sorts where you're stuck for a little while, a lot of times there's like a two associated with this, this card that I pulled for you. So it's two months, two weeks, sometimes two years, but I feel like it's a little bit faster for you um, and it may be the long-term transition is a little bit longer but it's temporary no matter what and the best thing that you can be doing right now is surrendering to it uh, the more you fight it of course the more it becomes uh, this big drama whereas you're gaining a lot of perspective so the other part that of you that may be um feeling like she's not arrived in a certain way or is not um where she's supposed to be in this particular situation or area of your life you're just gaining perspective so this has given you a lot and you've come a long way um the more that you can kind of honor yourself for that the better this is going to go does that make sense it does oh good it good does. So you're definitely coming out of a time of a lot of goal seeking and, and you, you've really arrived in that. Um, and what's coming up ahead is setting some new intentions with what you've done so far. And there may be a little bit of a divine detour that comes along with that, but I feel like um, the detours you need to be most aware of are when you get knocked off that purpose and you're, you're very intentional and then something comes along and the squiggly line comes along. It's like you yeah. can even <laughs> notice those these days uh, when the squiggle is coming up, that slight little right hand or left hand turn. And you can say, nope, I, you know, maybe I'll do that for a day, but I'm going to come right back to that intention. Because the more you speak your truth, even though some people don't like it, um, you know, you are going to be going in the direction that you intend. So is this does feel like, you know, and I, I don't want to ask too much if it's a, a personal thing or something you're not ready to share on a podcast yet, but where will just confirm for me that you're feeling that that desire to really speak your truth. It's it may be ugly. It may be something people are like, whoa, what? But it's powerful and it's important. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly correct okay yes. good yeah well the biggest <laughs> the biggest obstacle here is is time it's just divine timing is going to allow everything to fall in into place and there is a disappointment on the inner child side with this of of not not getting enough of what she needs and play and um, exploration and creativity so the more that you can work on that the better and the more you can work on your negative self-talk that's kept you in situations that don't give back to you, you're going to be moving ahead a lot faster into your purpose. So keeping an eye on your purpose, knowing that sometimes you have to do this alone, um, it's going to actually shift and change and, and heal some of those either codependent or people-pleasing tendencies that still exist in your persona. That's, that's part of this journey to really kind of wipe it away and become 
a brand new renewed version of yourself that really can say that stuff is completely in the past in this part of my life. Make sense? Oh, that makes perfect sense. That is, uh, that is an absolute confirmation of, of everything of absolutely Good. everything. It's like, okay, I guess I'll loosen my hand more. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'll let it go. It's for the best. It's for the best. And, and yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. it's all in the name of healing, you know, as we talk about shadow work and healing yeah. and letting go, it's, it's, uh, you know, when I first got introduced to this work in the woo-woo world, it was, it was like, wow, amazing. I could get angel downloads and, you know, talk to yeah. interterrestrial <laughs> beings. And it's just amazing. I'm getting this like crazy wisdom come in, but then life, you know, like you said, the human right. part of life, it's like, it's yeah. hard, it's hard stuff, but it's makes life easier in a weird way. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When we allow those You're transformations exactly to happen, correct. it yeah. makes it more, exactly but then we can stay in the fun more often <laughs> exactly exactly oh this was wonderful this is oh yeah I don't know if I need like a nap a smoke a drink like some bubbles to blow like this is well I'm so happy to be of help I'm so happy that resonated and this conversation has been absolutely fantastic I'm so glad we talked today and where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and what you do Yes, you can go to IEmbraceAwesome.com. That's my online home. So you'll find resources, what I'm doing, and some extra tips for us introverts on how we can show up, be awesome, and go home. That's at IEmbraceAwesome.com. Perfect. Perfect. Easy to remember. I like it. So again, thanks so much for showing up today and sharing your light. It's been wonderful. Thanks so much. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to EmpoweredWisdomShow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.